0: Thank you for joining us at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Community Education Arts, a nonprofit organization based in Noblesville, Indiana. I'm Alice Kavanis-Gober, President of CE Arts.
1: And I'm Sarah E. Morin, Secretary of CE Arts. Let's sit down at the the Roundtable.
0: Welcome back to our conversation with artist Megan Jefferson. Tell us a little bit about the roller coaster ride that you've had.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, there's always ups and downs with any career. Um, I feel like I have had more confidence to take the leap to uh, focus mostly on my art, my own art business, and that has been, I think. Um, Probably the biggest challenge in trusting myself to completely pour my time and energy into continuing to create a successful art business for myself, while balancing that with other things like family and maybe the art administrative Mm -hmm. jobs and um, any other job that goes along with my life. Right. So I've had lots of times where I've done lots of different things. Right. Um, So. As I get more um, established, I feel that more of my time and energy is uh, being spent on my art business, and that gotcha. makes me happy. But to ch- to balance all of that, I would say that's the biggest challenge.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of uh, artists would agree with that. Whether they're full time artists and you know professional artists, or if they Doing it part time or whenever they can, in between everything else they're doing, and they have a full time job somewhere else, whatever the situation. That the the thing that I think we all have in common, all creative people, is <clears throat> excuse me, that sometimes public perception of what it means to be an artist or a creative person who is a professional in what they're doing, um, is is very misconstrued because people. I talk to people all the time who are not artists at all, and they think that I can just like go in my little corner of the house that I have my painting stuff and I can just paint anytime I want. And what they don't realize is that, you know, you have to, you know, just like you if you were going to a job in physical, it, clocking in, clocking out, you have to structure time to be that creative person And, you know, just as you would go to a job and get your mindset into work mode, you got to do the same thing when you're creating, whether you're writing, painting, music, whatever it is, Uh, there's, there's a, there's a structure to it. There's a discipline, self-discipline, and, um, to take yourself seriously enough to do that and yet not take yourself so seriously that you're like, ooh, I'm an artist, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, there is a, there is a kind of a, there's a challenge with that and, um, and I think that you're meeting that challenge really well because you have all those, all those structures and compartments of your life. You're organized, and you're doing all that, and you have your creative space, and and uh, all that's very important to have. So um, I feel like you, you are um, in a good place to continue what you're doing, despite of the fact that we're sitting in the middle of a pandemic, you know, of global proportions and astronomical case numbers and stuff in the United States, and. Which kind of leads me to ask? I mean, you mentioned before, you know, having some adjustments uh, with COVID nineteen. But um, as a as an artist, you know, how are you finding COVID nineteen since, let's say, March? And um, what kind of adjustments are you making with with the situation? Yeah.
1: Um, so, I think that when it first happened, like like everyone we weren't quite sure what was going to happen and things got really quiet and calm and slow Mm -hmm. and um there was a pause there was like a collective pause Mm -hmm. and during that time it was actually a great creative time for me Mm -hmm. because i had a lot of time to paint Mm -hmm. so i was doing a lot of watercolor exploration and a lot of you know, sometimes I have commissions that I have to complete, so I'm focusing on a piece that has a very specific outcome. Sure. Mm-hmm. During the beginning of COVID with all of that time, I was able to just create my own work mm-hmm. at the pace that I wanted to create it, which mm-hmm. was actually really, really nice and set me up to be very grounded in knowing what I wanted to be making. Yeah, that's great. I yeah. say that it ended up being very, um, mm-hmm. very good for me on a creative level. And then wow. when I realized that I, there wasn't going to be an opportunity to showcase work in public as much, because I do do art fairs, and sure. the Brockville Art Fair was canceled, the Penrod Art Fair was canceled, I've done the Penrod Art Fair for 15 years, wow. and it's always been one of my most successful times of year, so in terms of a financial standpoint, from a business standpoint, it's a big chunk yeah. of my year. That I knew I was going to be without, and so um, I started to look at other opportunities uh, using the technology that we have. And so, uh, in partnership with the Da Vinci Pursuit, which is a nonprofit arts organization here in Indianapolis that focuses on community, Mm -hmm. science, and art, and all of those in whatever combination. Um, I have been teaching online zoom classes. Well
0: oh, that's great. It I know, works. I know the Da Vinci. So that's great. That's, that's a great organization. That's, that's so great. Is, that's, that, is that what you're doing with your watercolors with your flowers?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, because those are so yeah. beautiful. And there's, they look so detailed and everything.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was a pivot. Yeah. Um, and it was one that turned out to be a good move. I had to learn, you know, how to set up for a yeah. live demonstration and learn the technology and kind of go some, through some trial and error with cameras and yeah. find the best process for that, yeah. which is a whole, you know, it's another level of learning. Um, and I also got to blend my new interest in um, herbal medicines, herbal edibles and medicine making um, with my love of watercolor. So I have been on a wellness journey for the past few years and have been using a lot of herbs and have been learning how to identify them and how to prepare them for use. And so I incorporated a lot of that into my Zoom classes, which was really fun.
0: That's wonderful. Then, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm also a muralist. And so the summertime is such a great season for creating murals in the springtime as well it's outside people have garages that they love painted they have big walls that because of corona they've been sitting at home and staring at wanting wanting some change and wanting some new life Mm -hmm. and breath into a space yeah and so I have been so lucky and fortunate to have had so many opportunities To create such fun and beautiful things this summer, um, I've—I would say the bulk of my business this summer has been from creating murals and then also teaching.
0: Oh, that's wonderful! I'm so happy to hear that. Um, You know, and speaking of the financial end of it, please tell everybody how they can support you. We've done your give your website again. Any places they can purchase merchandise, anything like that. Just let people know how they can be supportive of your artwork
1: appreciate that. Um, my website is jeffersonartstudio.com, and I am probably most active on Instagram, where you can find me by searching Megan Jefferson, but my Instagram name is megsj1, M-E-G-S-J-1. Um, I often have Instagram sales. So I started doing that before Corona, and it actually was a perfect segue into the space of being more active online with a creative business. And so, uh, for my watercolors, I will often do big Instagram flash sales. So if you're ever interested in any of those, yeah, follow me there.
0: Okay. Uh, that's great. I'm glad you told everybody that. So to finish up, my last question is always kind of hopeful. I hope <laughs> what is on the artistic horizon for you?
1: You know, I am going to continue doing what I'm doing and I have some exhibitions uh, lined up, pieces and exhibitions. I currently have a solo show up at the Indianapolis Art Center.
0: Yay! and,
1: And it is a gorgeous show. It has 40 different local artists and their work that revolve around plants. And so the whole show is called Into the Garden, and my solo show is called Plant Path and it's beautiful oh it sounds wonderful about that current project Um, I will be creating an installation for the first Friday here in September outside and it will be some sort of design spaced six feet apart to give people a visual understanding of what six feet apart looks like so it can be um, you know uh, something that people pay attention to
0: that's great that's wonderful I love all your projects and everything you're doing. I thank you so much for being with us today. With us, me. (laughs) Um, I really thank you for coming on the podcast and talking to us. I'm just so excited to meet you uh, virtually, as it were, and I look forward to the day where I can go back out amongst the world and see things in person. Everybody listening, I encourage to go to the exhibits and contact you and see how they can support you and what you're doing. And thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation today. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yay! This has been At the Roundtable with Alice and Sarah E. of Community Education Arts. Our nonprofit organization is based in
1: Noblesville, Indiana. You can find us online at cearts.org. We'd like to thank James Weston for writing our intro music and for his technical
0: savvy. Join us next time
1: at, at The Roundtable. Table.